Welcome to the Calyrex Game Corner's Pokemon D&D campaign, featuring Cindy, a young vagabond from the Hoenn region with pyromaniac tendencies, Gimli, a stocky, burly miner from Sinnoh looking for his lost son, Elodie, an enthusiastic foodie and baker from Kalos, and Schmidt, an enigmatic man from Johto with a duck. My name is Rich, and I'm the Game Master, and this is Dunsparce and Drampa. After spending a raucous night in Petalburg City participating in Gimli's favorite sport, the Quacko Paco spent the night at the Pokemon Center Hostel, visited the local Rite of Learning, which seemingly replaced the Pokemon Gym that was previously in this humble town, and now they are planning the next steps of their adventure. It is a temperate, breezy morning in the Hoenn region at about 10 a.m. in the middle of the ninth month of the calendar year. It is strange to think that months have now well su- surpassed weeks to describe the appropriate unit of time since the Lily Cove City Summer Festival, the event that brought these four then unfamiliar fledgling trainers together. What will the Quacko Paco do? What happened to the gym? Are you asking me or is this a Quacko Paco conversation? Uh... Just out there, we, in the ether. we might not yeah. have as much of a history of knowledge of that. Yeah, probably a general question. Okay. What day? I mean, we could ask around. Uh, specifically. Yeah. You can roll history, I guess. For the date. <laughs> yeah, roll or, or go find out. But Cindy doesn't know off the top of her head. Um. For history, that's a seventeen. Okay. Uh, yeah, it is. September 15th is the day. Hey guys, Cindy's birthday's tomorrow. My birthday's tomorrow. Whoa! That's so crazy. Yeah. Great. Great. (laughs) Glad we got that figured out. All right. The party does not care about Cindy's birthday. Uh, Schmidt, give me a wisdom check, actually, since you're asking about the gym. Okay. That's a plus one sixteen. With a 16, Schmidt observes the building that the Quacko Paco just exited and acknowledges that it looks very reminiscent to a Pokemon gym. Um, All of the normal traits are there. The shape kind of resembles a gym. It it even has some kind of, uh, what do you call it, regalia? Like like the way that the building is designed seems very Pokemon League-esque, despite not being a Pokemon League institution. Um, So one might suggest, and it's also very like central to the town. It seems like the gym has been replaced. For some reason. Okay. What's the reason? Schmidt was not able to deduce that off of his role, and I don't think a crit would give him that either. Okay. We can ask somebody. Sure. Yeah. We're just at, like, the center hostel, right? You're actually, like, kind of in the center of town. You're closer. You're behind the Pokemon Center, and you're in front of the Rite of Learning. There's people milling Uh, about. It's like a... It's a regular week in the morning. You noticed that, uh, I'll tell you just based off of your perception check, that uh, this is a popular town for families and retirees. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, can I find the closest retired person? Yeah, give me a retired person search check. You uh, will find one. This will just determine what kind of person they're like. Uh, okay. Would that be a dexterous activity? <laughs> no, it wouldn't. I mean, if you can okay. flavor it in a way that it would be, then sure. Bopping and weaving um, through all these old people. That's a that's a two on the dice. It's a two on the dice. Okay, yeah, you will 
you will find um, a crotchety, dare I even say, hag-like elder woman whose eyes are so buried under, under wrinkles you cannot see them. Uh, she's very hunched over, and she is holding a cane, and she is accompanied by a skunk Pokemon. Uh, it is purple and black, and it, it, you also can barely see its eyes. Its fur is completely covering its face. And uh, it, this woman looks, in quotations, up at Schmidt and says, What do you want? Hey, uh, I was wondering if you knew anything about like a gym that used to be here or anything. The woman says, oh, yeah, Norman, that old fart. Something to do about his daughter and didn't have to work anymore and just didn't feel like running the gym and sold the building to, to some other thing from, from some faraway region. I don't know how it works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I see, I see. Do you know if there's a gym replacement? Uh, this crotchety old woman is going to make a roll. She says... No, I don't think so. This is a pretty quiet town lately. It's kind of for the better. I hate seeing the young kids coming through bothering me all the time. Kids like you. <laughs> okay. Um, let me bother you again. So, <laughs> there's only seven gym badges in this region? She will roll again. She says, what? <laughs> okay, so what I said was... Uh, is there only seven gym badges in this region? She says, why would I know? I'm not a trainer. I don't know anything. I mean, you have a Pokemon. She says, oh, this is farts. Farts uh, <laughs> looks at Schmidt and it goes. That's the sound that it makes with its mouth. And the old woman says, farts isn't good for battling. We don't know anything about that. The heck, farts doesn't even have a Pokeball. We just like to hang out. Mm, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Okay, uh, you've been not helpful. Thank you. She says, great, get out of my town. <laughs> great, I'm going to. <laughs> and uh, she stumbles <laughs> with her cane. Schmidt walks away and he's like, I like that lady. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. New Birds ship. Feather, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, do you think that's Asai? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Man, we're so close, guys. Uh, like, I can Maybe the next old lady we bother. <laughs> Are you Asai? <laughs> Are you my dad? Yeah, <laughs> just for old grandma check. Hey, we did have a dad check. That did happen. Did. <laughs> Are you my dad? Uh, it seems like that there may be like some sort of small farmer's market happening and by farmer's market there's like one stand uh that a bunch of old people are are going to for for some product including this is crotchety old woman and farts the gun tank i always trust old people tastes we gotta check out that cart it's very it's close true. by it's not really a trek at all um since can i uh yes bother the old woman again and ask her what the stand's about <laughs> uh you can first i want ld to roll a d20 got it 17. Great. Now you can bother the old woman. Hey, what's this stand about? I'm going to give her a temperament check. Uh, <laughs> she says, Why are you still bothering me? I told you to leave. I'm just here I mean, to get my like... medicinal herbs. Medicinal herbs. Okay, thank you. That was actually a huge help. Hey, guys, it's a stand for medicinal herbs. Of nice. medicinal herbs. Sick. 
it seems like there's like roots and leaves and lots of little plants and uh the the merchant who is a lot younger than all of the people purchasing uh actually has like a constantly boiling vat of water and he's serving fresh hot tea for anyone who wants to purchase it let's I'm get down some with the tea. tea let's do it tea time tea time tea time Try time. Uh, sure. Bowling episode, another tea party episode. <laughs> there is a fire under this vat that seems like not a fire that is used from burning rocks and sticks. It is clearly coming from a creature of some sort, but there is no visible face. It kind of just looks like a curled up ball of like maybe a darkish bluish green and pale fur. Uh, and there's just a raging fire. And who knows the source of it? Uh, the tea is it just says today is special and then doesn't list a tea and then it says two pokey dollars bound for mystery tea mystery tea oh yeah for schmidt mystery tea for elodie oh yeah you had flavor i'm in i was just gonna say i'm just i was just gonna walk up and say uh miss or not mystery tea what was it flavor of the day please and give him two pokey dollars Mm -hmm. uh great this gentleman is multitasking. He's currently helping these old people who can't see or hear very well, but he sees the young people and just kind of hands out cups as you hand payment with no issue. And, uh, you know, it's kind of got like one of those like water cooler faucets or like, you know, the coffee dispenser things. You know what I'm, I'm saying? It's very hot because there's a Pokemon that is burning fire underneath, but you can still reach there and fill up a little cup with uh, with some, some tea. I'm assuming everyone does so. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. I'm also assuming everyone drinks from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, everyone makes a DC 12 constitution check. Oh, boy. Tea check. Yeah, good, good tea. Aha, I pass. No burn myself. Mm. Constitution. Uh, DC what? Oh, yeah. 12. I pass. 12. 12. 12. 12. He, he. he passes. Nice. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I rolled the wrong die. Never mind. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, I did not pass. Okay. I did not pass either. What were your rolls? Uh, four plus two, six. Okay. Also six. Also six. Cool. Gimli and Cindy take a sip of the tea. Uh, it is very bitter, um, but in like a very pleasant kind of floral way, as many teas are. Yes. And what were your two rolls? Well, me and Cindy. Yes. I got a 13. 15? 15. Okay. Gimli feels woken up. It's like 10 a.m. and he feels sharp as attack. And uh, until the sun sets, his advantage on intelligence and wisdom checks. Uh, Cindy really vibes with the tea. It reminds her of something that her grandparents would drink. And she gets a D6 of inspiration to use uh, within 24 hours. One D6. Elodie takes a sip of the tea. And it is too hot. Oh, God, it is so hot. Uh, roll 1d4. Oh, no. One. Let's go. One. Nice. Um, the formula has a plus one at the end, actually. So Elodie takes two points of tea damage as it is scalding hot for her. Everyone was served the same tea, but Elodie's just refined, uh, sweet tastes are perturbed by this scalding hot tea that she was not prepared for. Um, not the most pleasant experience. Schmidt! Schmidt gulps down his tea, begrudgingly. It is not a flavor that he enjoys. 
uh, he will have disadvantage on any upcoming constitution checks. Constitution. This T is ageist. Perhaps it is. Likes young and old people. True. What about us? Middle aged. Um, middle aged. <laughs> <laughs> Does Ellie say this out loud? Yes. Okay. As this conversation is happening, the Paco realizes that they are surrounded by seniors, uh, and some of them still have their hearing, and they kind of look at Elodie and they shake their heads very, very begrudgingly as they acknowledge that she is a fit and beautiful young woman who is not old at all, who just described herself as middle-aged, and everyone's like, uh, oh, if only I had those years. And like, a, like a true person in their mid-twenties. I'm so old. My back hurts. <laughs> so there's some general Elodie animosity. Not only did she, like, spit out her tea because it was too hot, but then she's like, I'm young, or I'm old. And uh, <laughs> so she single-handedly made, like, all of the people of Petalburg despise her, which is great. Well, that's usually how you want to leave the town, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe we should get out of here. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Ooh, you know what? Just one last thing. Elodie, roll a d20. Okay. I'm scared. Six. Six. Perfect. Uh, uh Uh-oh, stinky. Right after Elodie made her (laughs) remark, uh, the old woman's gun tank sprays her. Oh, no. She's so smelly. (laughs) Oh, now you're old and smelly. The crotchety old woman said, way to go, Farts. You knew exactly what to do. And Farts looks very proud and happy. And Elodie is actually going to suffer charisma penalties uh, until she no longer stinks. <laughs> do you kids stink oh. anymore? Oh. Oh, that's so funny. You're so stinky. I'm a stinky. We were having such a like, pleasant time bowling yesterday. What, what happened? I'm it, still having a great time. This is the side effects <laughs> of me bowling. This is the bowling hangover. <laughs> Can I bring? I, mean, I suppose in cabbage is probably already out. Sure. Um, but if I could have her emit, uh, perhaps a pleasant smell around me. Yeah, that would be nice. You'll start with a performance check, and then based on how you roll, I will let you pick the scent. Is this cabbage's performance? Yes, it is. Oh, thank God! Twenty-four. Oh, nice. Very good. Yeah, you can choose like whatever scent you want. I I don't know if I want to like give in to these old people and have it be like an old people scent I, I suppose that's probably the way to go we'll go with like a nice uh like a chanel number no. five uh old people scent great um me definitely knowing what chanel number no. five looks like and perfectly capable of describing or if, s- looks like yeah. smells like what it smells like yeah, if like, you've ever like... been around an old person As, like that's, okay that's the perfume okay got yeah. it understood um, thanks to Cabbage's performance check, it's actually quite successful at masking the scent. Um, Cabbage has grown in power quite a bit. Uh, and so you'd only really notice that Elodie is particularly stinky if you got very close. Way to go, Cabbage. Saving the day. As such, you won't have charisma problems unless you're very close to someone. Makes sense. But yeah, the, the old people continue to hustle and bustle. Again, it seems like a, a pretty quiet kind of town. Uh, there's some retirees... Earlier in the day, you might have seen some people commuting, some young adults commuting to Rustboro for work who happen to enjoy the, the lower cost of living in Petalburg. But besides that, kind of just an old person town. Uh, there's still your classic Pokemon Center, Pokemon Mart. It has a right of learning, uh, obviously a bowling alley, a couple other attractions. But besides that, it is hard to really call it a city. It is more of a town. Do we want to go bowling to again? Yes. <laughs> bowling again? 
Um, do we want to go to that boat store? Would you call it that? The boat place, place. With the boats. place with the boats. The dock. See if we can find it. Dock. Sure. Let's go with that. Uh, and see if we can find a boat. Uh, and maybe maybe get on the water here and make our way to uh, do Duford. Yeah. Perhaps. That's a good idea. Unless does anyone else want to do anything in in Petalburg? Not much left. I already conquered the sport here. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> they already have your name on a plaque. Yeah. Great. I'm assuming that's consensus. Yes. Yeah. Yep. The Quacko Paco depart can westward. I, can I, Sorry. Can I can I can I tell bye to the scrag, scraggly old lady in farts? Yes, you can. I'm like, all right, thank you. You've been a big help. Bye. Charisma check. Can I stand next to Elodie so I can get disadvantage on that? <laughs> you have to be like, I on just top think of it'd be her, funny yes. if I got a yeah, roll. Go for, roll. Yep. go for it. Damn it, that's still a fifteen. Okay. Schmidt's too cute. He can't put it away. <laughs> This uh, this old woman, despite hating Schmidt, is kind of charmed in a similar way that like a six year old who had a crush on someone would like bully them. Uh, that's kind of how she feels right now. And she she waves goodbye and she's like, get out of here. But she has a smile and she blushes a little bit. How are you so good with old people? I basically am one on the inside. <laughs> this attracts the ears of all the old people around a little bit. <laughs> they all kind of side eye Schmidt. Uh, for making another statement about how old uh, these adventurers are. At least it's not the 16, 15-year-old. 14, 15? Around there. I don't know. The Quackapaco ventures westward toward Route 104, a place they'd already been at a different time of day. They're looking for a boat place. A dock, perhaps? And what they find is a wooden place of business uh, with a, a very long dock stretching out into the sea. And a big old sign on the top that says Briny's Shipyard. Made in an ornate, beautiful wooden sign. It's got lots of white and blue and general nautical colors. And there is an impression of a seagull Pokemon. It looks very happy and it's smiling and it's wearing a little kerchief around its neck. There are, in fact, boats here. For reasons I will not currently describe them. Uh, are you entering the shipyard? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Great. As you enter... The wooden building, uh, the, the nautical building you see around you, lots of nautical nonsense, if that's something you wish. Uh, lots of like anchors and like pictures of the sea and aquatic Pokemon designs and sculptures. It's, it's very, very oceanic. Um, and right as you enter, there's a bird Pokemon on a stoop. It has a massive bill. It seems like you could fit many a fish Pokemon inside of it. And as you enter, it goes nice and loud, like as one would if you were entering a place of business and there was a chime on the door or something. Instead, it just happens to be a Pokemon. And for all four of you, it goes as you enter. Uh, it has a big smile on its face, and this alerts a worker who is working. Uh, this is a woman probably in her 30s, 40s. Uh, she's wearing kind of a sailor's garb, but wearing coveralls. Seems like she may have been doing some maintenance or something. And she peeks her head out from the corner of the room, and she says... Welcome on in. Welcome to Briny's Shipyard. How can I help you? Hi. Um, we are looking to travel to Duford, and we are looking to perhaps rent or purchase a boat in order to do so. The woman says, great. You picked a great time. We're just opening up. We're not too busy. I don't have any super serious repairs to do right now. You want to do some boat shopping? Shall I take you out to the dock? That sounds great. Sounds lovely. 
So this person walks to your group. Uh, she is wearing a name tag that says Little Miss Briny on her on her uh, on her coveralls and leads you out to the dock. This is where we will begin the focus of this play session where the Quacko Paco will be building boats. I think this would be fun to do one at a time. Uh, The boats that you generate based on your roles will be the only boats that are available for purchase slash rent. So who wants to go first? I'm down. Oh yeah, you got it. Go, go, go. Schmidt will go first. Um, Roll 1d12. It's just like roll for sandwich, but with boats. I love roll for sandwich. Oh, I got a 12. A 12. Nice. Yes. Okay. Just so you know, they don't always correspond to quality. Some of them do. Uh, Roll another... Well, roll a d10 first. That's a six. Okay, roll another d10. That's a two. Roll one more d12. That's a seven. Okay. Roll a d4. That's a one. Okay. Started off so strong and then just went downhill. Roll another d4. That's a four. Okay. This is a very funny boat. Should we do, should we wait for everyone to get their boats and then I'll describe them all or do we want descriptions like now? Uh, I think one at a time's fun. You do want to know what this boat is like? I do, yes. This is Schmidt's generated boat. So I have to know if Schmidt wants to hear about this boat. Yeah. Okay. We will describe the boat. The first boat that little miss briny takes you to is front and center for a good reason uh it is massive it is a huge ship uh it is in fact one might describe as a yacht it is basically a house on a boat it is relatively modern however it isn't perfect uh it is a deep red color which really like isn't super pleasant to look at it has blue trim so around all of its features and and also like the the top compartments, like the roof area to where there's living quarters is all blue. Um, it has decals on it. Uh, the previous owners decided to name this particular ship Thunder Spray, and there are lightning bolts all across the hull. It has it seems like its maneuverability would be quite poor. Uh, it is very stocky and wide, and it doesn't particularly seem like it has a great motor on it. However, for a yacht, um, the price is basically as good as it gets, probably because it wouldn't handle very well. Little Miss Briny introduces you to Thunderspray and says, this particular vessel is one I've been trying to get rid of for a while. Uh, it certainly could make a trek to Duford, and you would be living very comfortably. I can't speak to its shipworthiness, but it's quite the looker. Thunderspray will run you 10,000 Poke Dollars to purchase. Or we can discuss a rental agreement. Who's next? Yeah, I'll go next. Roll a d12. 11. 11. Okay. Roll a d10. 4. Roll another d10. 8. Roll a d12. 2. Roll three different d4s. 3, 2, and 4. Great. Lomas Briny introduces you to the next ship, which is also very large and fancy. Uh, oh. This could potentially be described as a mini yacht. Um, mm-hmm. Lomas Briny says, this particular ship 
often gets taken out for, for little cruises down to Duford and back. So once again, should perfectly suit your needs, I would imagine. Uh, you look it up and down, and it is very comically colored. Uh, it is orange and black. It looks like a Halloween vessel. Um, and Little Miss, little Miss Briny acknowledges this, and she adds an addendum. She says, so while this the color scheme is similar to a Gorgeist, one would say, uh, the ship itself does have a haunting. And as she says this, a little creature steps up on the aft side of the ship and perches and looks down at you all and lets out a meow. Little Miss Briny says, there's this meowth that's lived on the ship and I just can't get it to leave. So if you ended up taking this ship, I'm sorry if you're allergic to cat Pokemon, but there's just no getting rid of it. It's just on the boat. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, oh. Looking it over, it seems more seaworthy than the other one. And it'll run you 8,000 Pokemon dollars to purchase. And rental agreements would be different. Mm-hmm. Who's next? I can go next. Elodie, generate me a boat. Roll a d12. Woohoo! I need you to get the exact combination of rolls for us to get the going, Mary. So true. I don't even know what that is, but I agree. Um, I got an 11, so we'll see. Roll again. 12. Roll again. 3. Awesome. Roll a d10. 9. Okay. Roll another d10. 1. Roll a d12. 11. And roll three individual d4s. You got a th- two threes and another three. All threes. Nice. Yes. Great. Little Miss Briny introduces you to the next ship. Little Miss Briny says, I don't know how familiar you are with boat types, but this is what we in the industry call a cutter. And what you see is what an average person would describe as, you know, a sailboat, but it looks like a good one. It looks like a not a cheap one. It seems like something that is certainly seaworthy. This one does, in fact, actually have uh, under deck storage. And perhaps even bed space, which is pretty cool. Uh, This particular cutter was rigged out with very fancy sail deployment. Um, It's self-maintained, so you don't need like a particularly strong rigger to like make the sails work. Uh, There's an automatic button. They they just shoot up and uh, it's very easy to navigate, which is a huge plus. It is fully white. Uh, the deck, everything, everything about it is pure, pure white. Um, and in fact, it looks very clean, looks to be in pretty good condition. And if you were to purchase it, it would run you 2,800, only 2,800. As a note, this does not have a motor. It is a sailboat. Uh, there's one more boat to generate. Cindy, would you do the honors? Sure. Give me a D12. A five. Awesome. Okay. Give me a D10. Six. Give me another D10. An eight. Ooh. Sick. Uh, give me a D12. Oh, no. A four. Okay. Give me three consecutive D4s. Two, 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 two. That's four D4s. Did you say three? Yeah. But I mean, if they're all twos, then it doesn't matter. They were all twos. Okay. <laughs> Hiding behind the shipyard building where you first met little miss briny for some reason you didn't notice it before but what you come across as the final ship that is available for use is literally a pirate ship uh it is what little miss briny describes as a privateer 
It is a large wooden vessel with one, perhaps maybe two under deck spaces. It is a beautiful full wooden vessel. The large sails that are hanging are uh, red and black striped. The very kind of intimidating and cool vibe to it. It has been tricked out with many spotlights, which is very interesting. One may wonder if they were used for signaling to other vessels or perhaps they were used for something else entirely. Who knows? It seems like there was uh, what do you call the thing at the front of a boat. There's a word for it. Uh, Mast. Is it mast? Mast is where you hang the sails, right? Figurehead. That's what it is. Um, there, it seems like there may have been a figurehead on the ship, but it has been broken off. Uh, but there is adequate mounting if one were to do such a thing. So it's not a goat. It's not a goat, but you could make it one. I'm leaving. Uh, Cindy has generated a cool pirate ship somehow, and that would run the party, uh, 10,000 Pokemon dollars to purchase. Rentals are different. Those are your ships. In review... There is a yacht named Thunderspray. It looks kind of shitty, but it's really big, which is cool. Um, there is like a mini yacht that is Halloween themed and has a resident cat. There is a good old sailboat. It's very cheap um, and its sails look very fancy. And then as your last option, there is a whole ass pirate ship with spotlights. What will the Quacko Paco do? Mm, this is a good question. Yeah. Pros and cons. Three or four. Also, I feel like renting might be ideal because realistically... How much boat do we need? True. Yeah, we're not really gonna need it probably after after we, uh, we complete do, our quest. Or if we do need it, we could rent it again. That's true. Well, and uh, additionally, as a side note, once we go to Duford, we do have a way to travel back there without a boat. I'm gonna point to my bracelet. Mm. Although we don't, you know, necessarily need to use. We um. Also, just leave the boat there. Like, we wouldn't return it. Kind of bad as a renter, don't you think? Yeah. True, we would need to return it. Yeah, mm. that's how renting works. Can we make... Oh, no, I meant, I meant, like... The portal. I meant if we needed to return to Duford after, like, going there. We I didn't mean, like, we just leave the boat. <laughs> I'm assuming this is a private conversation between the four of you? Yeah. Yeah. If you want some chaos, I'll roll an eavesdrop, but... Lil Miss Briny is a respectful saleswoman, so we're not trying to screw her over. Okay, great. Could could I just ask her real quick though how long it would take to get to Duford on each of these boats? Like if she could give an estimate. Yeah. Uh Lil Miss Briny licks her finger and points it up in the air and she's like, hmm. With the wind with the way it is now, and she looks over the horizon and she says, With the weather, depending on how that goes, she evaluates each of the ships. She gestures to the yacht. And she says, based on this one's handling, uh, I'd be surprised if you could get there in two days. Uh, referencing to boat number two, the, the Halloween mini yacht with the cat. Uh, she says, this one probably handles a little bit better, but it, it's still, I'm going to give you ballpark two days to get to Duford. The little sailboat, the cutter, she says, depending, this is very wind and weather reliant. So if you, you know, if you get the tailwinds in your favor, you could get there in less than a day. If it's not favorable, it could take you maybe a week. And then at the the pirate ship, the privateer, um, she says, 
also pretty reliant on the winds, but just a, a much, much uh, stronger ride. It won't be influenced as much by tides and currents. It's not going to bobble around as much. So I will also quote you, uh, if you get good winds, probably one day. And if you get bad winds, maybe three or four. Okay. Well, that's something to consider. Kind of leaning towards the pirate ship. Yeah, pirate, yeah. pirate ship's looking pretty nice. How much would it be to rent the pirate ship for... This was... I don't know. How long are we going to need it? Oh, yeah. Let you guys decide that first. Well, I mean, like depending on the weather, we could need it yeah. <laughs> much longer. We just put, like, a down payment on it and then return it whenever. Right. How do how do rentals work and how does the cost work and all that? Great. Lomas Briney pulls out a clipboard uh, and puts on some, some readers and says, sure, l- l- let's talk through it. This is Cindy's ship, so I need Cindy to roll a D10. D10. Four. Four. Pretty good. Little Miss Briny says, we do rentals on a fortnight basis. So uh, get your chug jugs out. No, she says, (laughs) uh, we do rentals on a fortnight basis. So that's every two weeks. So to rent the privateer would cost you uh, 4,000 Poké Dollars per two-week period. Uh, that does not include any charges that may be related to damage or any other issues that happen with the ship when you return it. We can establish we can establish a rental period up to any length of time, uh, but based on the clients that I have, I do prefer having more specific windows. So if you say you're going to have it for two weeks, if it takes longer than three weeks, you will be charged a late fee uh, up to equal the the base amount of rent. What if it's shorter? What if we return it before the two weeks? There's no change. Mm. So we have a boat for That's... two weeks, guys. Yeah, I mean, I think it's totally doable. And, like, let's see. Let me look Don't at my handy-dandy have... map. Don't we also have Patricia who can make the wind be good for us? Uh, <laughs> yes. This is something that, like, yeah, we could we could definitely use our Pokemon to help. Hopefully, I'd already I don't know how helpful it would be. Yeah, but I, uh, hmm. how much I mean, is don't the know cutter? How... how much is the smaller ship? Just to see the price of that for two weeks. The cutter is twenty eight hundred. It's by far the least expensive option. Oh, and to rent it, uh, that would be a that would be a LED roll on a D ten. Cool. What am I rolling? D ten. Got it. Nine. Nine. Math, math, math. We are going to say a mere 500 Pokemon dollars for a two-week period. I just figured it'd be worth to consider it because right, um, it might not be bad. <laughs> like, if we can make it be favorable wins, it might be faster right. and cheaper. I mean, I'm just like, of the the supposed boat fund... That we got from the gems, like the pirate ship is only half of that for two weeks. Yeah, but if um, something happens, which I feel like something always happens, and we're late, we'll have a late fee, and we don't even know how much that'll be on top of the like nearing four week mark if we, if that should happen. That's, well, it would it would be another. I think she well, said it'd be also, another base fee. We've been here, right? So if it hits the two weeks, we can just do the portal the boat back. And then, yeah. Hmm. Can the portal become big enough to portal the boat back? I'm like I'm not answering not. that question. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> um, that one. 
at least we could order all ourselves back to warn her maybe that we'll be a little late. Although that might be kind of weird. <laughs> we have the boat <laughs> still. We're but... here. We don't have the boat, but we're here to tell you it's on its way. That's great. The smaller boat might be easier to portal to. Potentially, if that even is an option, yes. I mean, just take the sail down and then you're just portaling that boat, you know? True, 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 true. I mean, at this point, it seems like everybody's leaning a smaller boat, maybe. Yeah, Unless I'm so. reading this wrong. Prices make sense with it. Sure. Yeah, and, and we have I mean, money to spend elsewhere. Right. Also, if we need it. We will have a lot of money then um, for other things, and I love having money. So, are you committing? Sounds like a plan. Sure. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. It's not uh, the going, Mary, but I'm. It's fine. It's a cute boat, nonetheless. Um, who will provide payment and who will sign the rental agreement? Um, I can do that. Since I was I, say, I I'm going to let boat money take care of that. Yeah, I'm holding the boat money right now. I can, I can take care of that. Okay. Or even the cost to buy this boat was like still not a huge amount of our, or a little more than a quarter of our money. This is true, but what are we going to use a boat for beyond That's this true. two week period? That's true. Can ram it into our enemies. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're renting. <laughs> Well, after saying that, that's a bad idea to rent because if you ram into your enemies, I mean, I... That, yeah. So we but... won't ran, ram into our enemies. Great. Okay, Elodie agrees to do the paperwork. Please deduct an initial payment of the first week's rent, which is our first two weeks' rent, okay. which is oh, five hundred okay. Pokemon dollars. A steal, one might say. Steal. Uh, little Miss Briny evaluates the Quacko Paco. And she says, it's important for a sail vessel that you all have a crew established. So I'll have each of you sign in your names which positions each of you will be taking up. There are four fields on the rental agreement. Um, there is the field of captain. There is the field of sailor slash rigger. There's the field of navigator. And the last field is mate slash gunner. So, Quacko Paco, what roles do you have? Feels kind of obvious to me. Yeah, I'll be the actually. gunner. Yep. 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 I'm the captain. I'm the rigger. The map lady is the the, yeah. the navigator. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> all kind of fit into that mold very easily. Great. Uh Little Miss Briney was happy and impressed that it went so quickly. Um the final term on the rental agreement uh specifies any modifications that you would like to make to the ship. You can apply uh new paint. You can install features like a figurehead, or you can uh, install a crow's nest, or you can install things like a telescope or a spotlight. You can install a smuggling cabinet, if so, you if you so wish. <laughs> They're like encouraging can we, crime. Can we, can we? Can we? Can we? Can we? Can we put a goat head? You just want. You just want. It, does she have a goat head? head? Rolling. Specifically, the one from the goat. Actually, go a go goat <laughs> head. You should roll. Actually, Schmidt. Okay, 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 okay. Just a d twenty. That's a nine. Nine. Um, she does have a goat figurehead. It is not a go goat. It is a skidoo. He's a little guy. Oh, he's a little dude. Uh, and it would only cost twenty five Pokemon dollars. But it's not the the going merry head. Um, looking at it, I mean, it's kind of similar. It's not nearly as big. Of course. Yeah. But the expression is kind of the same. It seems pretty similar. Yeah. 
No, I guess we'll save our money. <laughs> the disappointment. You can also get custom sails, if you so wish. Uh, you can install actual, like, real cannons, sure, but there's also, like, special kind of, what do you call them? Focuses for Pokemon that utilize ranged attacks to attack at a distance. It doubles their attack range if you install them and they fire through it. Any sort of thing you could you could enforce it with armor, that's an option. Basically, I just I want to give you all the option to customize the ship however you see fit, maybe for some money. Right. What happens on the water between here and Duford? Like, we need armor for our ship. You are I'm scared. Are you asking Little Miss Briny? <laughs> yes, I will ask that. Um, she says, "Well, to be honest with you, there's a number of things that can go wrong." Uh, it seems like because the oceans are heating up that uh, Corsola reefs are migrating further out into the sea. And sometimes they pile up so high that they can scratch the underside of your ship. Um, weather can be unpredictable as of lately. There have been reports of rampaging Pokemon out in the deep water that sailors tend to run into. There's a number of things and you never know. It's always good to have a hardier vessel just in case. That's fair. I, I would be in favor then of armor because this is such a small ship. Um, I don't necessarily know if we need anything else, but I don't know how the rest of you feel about that. Ram it into something. Sure. Why not? How how much is the armor for the ship? The armor, it depends on how much you want to reinforce it. The armor class of the vessel is 15 by default. To reinforce it to 16 would cost 100 Pokemon dollars. To reinforce it to 17 would cost 250 and that's the body excuse me the rigging has a lower armor class that is 13 you could get reinforced sails that would do the same thing hmm what are we thinking i mean we should probably force it right probably you could also at least the sails you want to reinforce the sails what yes i think so okay it'll be the same ratio to increase it by one will cost you 100 pokemon dollars increase it by two will cost you 250 it is exponential, but it gives you exponential benefit, if that makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. What do we think? 16 or 17? Or, sorry. Um, do we have to do them separately? Like, obviously, like... Uh, if you combo three. them, you'll mm-hmm. get combo a deal. 75% discount. Whoa. Oh, now I have to do some mental math. I'll do it for you if you <laughs> tell me what you want to do. Please. So, if you did a tier one of sale... And hull, it would be 125 Pokemon dollars. You get 75% right. off one of them. Yes, right. correct. That makes sense. Because overall, then you would just be saving a bunch of money. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> well, might as well just okay, do it all. If well. you buy both, it'll be cheaper <laughs> than literally any individual. Yeah, one. Yeah, like, yeah, like, no, 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 no. Okay, that makes sense. Or you could also do 75% off each individually and then add that together. So that'd be 75 plus 75. Yeah, I already just calculated it. So we're no, gonna... sorry, no, that's wrong. Never mind. Okay, forget what I said. Yeah, I forgot it. It's fine. I'm not good at math. I am also not good at math. So, and then for 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 two, that would be two fifty plus, or for like the two steps up, that'd be two fifty plus seventy five percent off two fifty. Yes, which would be it should be easy. It should be, but twenty five percent of two fifty. Yeah, we'll round that to 187. So okay, 187. That combo deal. So 187 plus would be uh, 437. Got it. Got it. Got it. Right. So do we want? Do we want plus two 
AC to each, or do we want plus one AC to each? What is everyone? How's everyone feeling about that? Okay, so it's like you know, well, the two fifty combo that was three twelve point five seems actually pretty reasonable, all things considered. Like the pricing of that, it's not too bad. We all love doing math. <laughs> so true. Um, <laughs> did you all sign for your roles for captain, sailor, navigator, and mate? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, when Schmidt goes to sign for captain, Lomas Briney has a quick question. Uh, Lomas Briney addresses Schmidt and says, As captain of the vessel, I need you to know basic nautical terms. I will ask you right now, and you will answer very quickly as a proper captain. Uh, please define the nautical directions of bow, stern, port, and starboard. Oh, port and starboard is left and right. Which one is which? Fuck. Um, <laughs> you, I, I, port left, starboard right. Uh-huh. Bow front and the last one stern back yeah stern okay little miss briny says that's correct if huh. what do i went to college final question if we're doing roxanne's gym all over again if your vessel was traveling backwards in the stern direction what would you call that movement i don't fucking know this one isn't necessary for, for the role. You already aced it, but um, she says, that is called aft. Now you know if the winds are ever blowing you backwards or if you need to turn okay. around, that is about aft. Just small okay, talk. Thank you. Small talk yeah. while the discussions of upgrades are happening is all. I was trying to turn it into like a aft these nuts or something, but I can't. <laughs> you'll think of it later and then you'll portal in and be like aft these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aft these nuts oh no so yeah tier one armor upgrades for rigging and hull uh yeah okay that gives you an ac 16 hull ac 14 rigging for 125 pokemon dollars again this is your vessel that you are renting yet you are allowed to have modifications uh paint job figurehead anything colored sails i thought we did well oh yeah we weren't committing to the figurehead huh correct no. Do we need Actually, like a can theme? I put one of the you said you could get like focuses? Yes. Can I put one of those on the front? On the front, you absolutely may. Uh yeah. we're gonna say those are twenty-five, why not? Okay. Throw it on there. Okay, there's a focus on the front. So any ranged attack that is fired through that focus um will have an increased range. It's really just kind of like a, a metal circle, kind of like a you know but mm -hmm. it's designed mm -hmm. in such a way with a particular metal that increases the range of range attacks. Just want to make sure this is the boat of your dreams. It's not the boat of my dreams. But <laughs> <it'll do>. <laughs> <laughs> Getting the particular pirate ship. I mean, you got pretty close, honestly. Okay. Uh, if that's all of your modifications, you are welcome to set sail. If that is so what you wish. Sail time. Let's do it. Gamers, gamers. Gamers gaming. All right. Assume your positions. We're going to say that there's a rudder, and we're going to say that's controlled by a steering wheel of sorts. So we're going to say there's like a dinky kind of modern-looking uh, steering wheel that the captain will assume, which is Schmidt. Hell yeah. Again, you need a rigger slash sailor, but this ha this ship has particularly fancy sails that kind of auto-deploy, but you do kind of need to, to uh, adjust them manually. So uh, Gimli will assume the position, grabbing onto the ropes ready to make it happen on the fly rail. Elodie, there's, you did not opt for the crow's nest. However, towards the back of the ship, 
is kind of like a coxswain position, more or less, uh, that you can kind of perch up onto. There's like a railing, if you so wish to do so. And I then, shall assume that position. <laughs> assume the position. <laughs> and then as the mate slash a gunner, Cindy, you can kind of do whatever you want, but... If there's a threat, you do have a focus established that you can blast fire through if you so need it in the front. So so as the mate, you can kind of just uh, do whatever. First, let's get some things rolled for. Uh, each Quacko Paco member, roll a d4. One. Yeah, three. Four. A d4. Yes. That's right. Four. One, three, four, four is what we got, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Perfect. As you are all on the ship, preparing to leave, everything signed for, Little Miss Briny observes, as you are starting to drift away in the water, southwards, she says, wait, I see on the rental agreement, you didn't name the boat. What are you naming the vessel? (laughs) Aft these nuts. (laughs) (laughs) These nuts. (laughs) Is that these, I agree. Is that these nuts or these nuts? This is me asking, not little Miss Briny. D's. D's. So D E E Z N U T Z T S. What's nuts? Does it have a like, C Z or like, an S? I think nuts has an S. Okay, great. So yeah, as you're starting to drift off into the ocean waters, um, I'm guessing Elodie shouts back at little Miss Briny, "These nuts." <laughs> And little Miss Briny kind of just like gives a thumbs up <laughs> and returns to the shipyard. And uh, she says, Bon voyage. And you are all off on the Quacko Paco vessel, D's Nuts. <laughs> I will need. A charisma check from Schmidt, a strength check from Gimli, a wisdom check from Elodie, and a check of Cindy's choice from Cindy. 23. Nice. 19. Nat one. Nat one. On Elodie. Very good. Very cool. Indeed. Okay. I got a 15 on the dice, so I don't know what. Just ascribe that to anything I want. I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, The voyage begins. I don't know how much experience any of these characters have had with uh, seafaring, but it seems that Gimli is like pretty prepared for this. He knows what he's doing. Um, The wind is blowing not as a tailwind, but it's also not a headwind. It is uh, more or less due west. Mm -hmm. So Gimli knows how to position the sails. Um, Schmidt has a pretty good hang of the vessel. He's on the wheel, which controls the rudder in the back, which more or less controls the direction. And everyone trusts his uh handle of the vessel very very well um cindy is kind of just i don't know what would cindy be doing on the ship what do you think while everyone's like doing jobs and stuff (laughs) looking for what threats threats nice um there's um an episode of one piece when they were playing with the cannons and they were blowing up like rocks that they were passing by oh yeah let's have cindy do that just blow up some rocks do you want to do that cindy sure who's blowing up the rocks Ooh, probably Alpha Soli. Soli. <laughs> Alpha Soli? Are we committing? No need for Alpha Soli. No. <laughs> just just regular up. Soli right now. <laughs> okay. Um, through the forward focus? Or just uh, just doing just it? Just rocks. Just rocks around. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. 
Cindy and maybe out of boredom or out of entertainment of some sort for the crew, uh, blows some fire and some rocks uh, that are on the rocky coast. There's actually quite a bit, like, out further west in the sea, it gets very rocky. Based on rules I had you do earlier, the wind is blowing pretty strong, but again, it is a neutral direction, which is good. The weather right now is cloudy. Not necessarily good, not necessarily bad, but maybe it might start to rain. And this part of the sea, which isn't particularly known for strong currents, so you're traveling at a pretty dang good clip. Elodie has the map. Elodie, will say, is just looked down at the map, looked at the sea, looked back down at the map, looked at the sea, and after land is off in the horizon... She turns about and realizes she does not know where the Quackopaco is on these nuts. Just no clue, which is great. Uh, let me, you know, it, it, this is Elodie's fault. So, Elodie, please roll a d10. Okay. <laughs> Six. Okay. Without any particular flavor, unless you have any for your seafaring. She, she's probably trying to cover up the fact that she doesn't know what's going on. She's like... Yeah, 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 we're we're going the right way. Yeah. 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 All right. If our navigator has confidence in it, full speed ahead. <laughs> Zoom in straight ahead. Perfect. Yep. I'm gonna send out Jessica and uh have Jessica like whip up a hurricane to like a hurricane? assist and have us go faster. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. yeah, we're committed. Okay. We're getting Uh-oh. there in less than a day. You're trying to hurricane like we're getting in, somewhere into in the less sails? Than a day. <laughs> Just like maybe like a light hurricane, like just wind in the sails. <laughs> hurricane Junior. Hurricane Junior. Yeah. yeah. Have hurricane. Jessica make a dex check. Casual hurricane. Oh my god, Jessica! Forgot how fucking dexterous. Okay, um, that's a seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the ship is kind of zooming. It is going very fast for a ship of this size. We are going to approximate that it is kind of going at about forty-five miles per hour, which is pretty fast for a little sailboat. Direction-wise, Elodie seems confident. Everyone else seems confident. Uh, Gimli is manning the rigging quite well. Cindy has been blown up rocks, but as they get deeper into the water, there isn't very much happening. Actually, I need a Schmidt D20. 19. Schmidt peers to the west. Um, There he sees a series of kind of small islands, which is peculiar for this oceanic route. But from his viewpoint, he spots something very, very peculiar. And uh, that is, on Route 105, uh, he sees a kind of uh, a stone-looking monument out in the middle of the water. Um, And that in itself isn't too weird, but what is weird is that it's completely covered in ice, uh, which is strange because it is hot out. It's probably like 70, 70 degrees on a cloudy ocean day. The breeze, the ocean breeze helps, of course. It doesn't feel that hot, but it's way too hot for there to be ice. And furthermore, directly out from this monument there is a path of ice on top of the ocean that goes directly west and then directly north beyond as far as he can see past the horizon there is a path of ice which is very very odd that is very unusual um based on elodie's roll from earlier who hasn't rolled in a while cindy roll a d6 five cindy observing with no rocks to blow up that sharp fins protrude out of the water nearby her, zooming as fast as the ship is, or a clip of about 45 miles per hour. 
Um, she counts a total of seven blue fins poking out of the water and one of them out in front of the ship that is a pinkish purple. Does Cindy do anything about this? Is that a shiny? <laughs> is that uh, what Cindy does about this? Does the fin look the same? Like, is it the same species of Pokemon, just like a different color? Um, correct. They are all vertical, assuming dorsal fins. Um, they all look to be relatively the same size. The alternately colored one is quite a bit bigger, quite a bit taller, and it seems like it has like they all have different notches in them, perhaps battle scars, so oh. to speak. Um, mm-hmm. They are very close to the ship, uh, kind of surrounding it. Um, I think I'm gonna have Soli and Izzy. I'll let Izzy out since Izzy's close to evolving. And try and get some, just a little bit of fire. If if not, like not really to kill them, but just kind of minimum scare them off. Like, okay. hey, don't mess with us. We are intimidating these uh, water creatures, correct? Mm-hmm. Is yes. the Paco informed on this, or is he just kind of taking initiative? I'm just going. Just <laughs> yeet. <laughs> okay. I, don't worry, I got this. And then they'll probably get, like, real concerned. Got Perfect. what? Yeah, like, what are you talking about? Uh, If Cindy intends to do this without the Paco's permission, please roll. Uh, What direction are you targeting? There's eight creatures surrounding the ship, um, and there's one directly in front of the ship that has a larger pinkish fin. Probably start with that one. Okay. Uh, What attack are you doing? Maybe just like a flamethrower kind of cone out the front of the ship like get as close to the front of the ship as to not light the ship on fire and go out from there love it um and Soli's doing it yes okay that what is the save on that a dc 16 dex okay hold on great um this creature rolled a 19 on their dexterity save uh how much damage is that resisted okay yeah they end up taking very little damage from this and um, the one that you've targeted continues to zoom forward uh, even faster now at this point. There is kind of a sonic looking ripple from where you targeted it that goes around the ship. And then out of nowhere, you hear the gnashing of fangs. And now there are seven funny stout looking shark Pokemon that are all very agitated for some reason. And they begin to try to gnaw on the hull of these nuts. Um, rolling for seven chomps. Oh, no. Four of them one. connect. I don't have a character sheet for these nuts yet, but it, it'll come, I promise. Dealing a good old 55 points of damage. Good thing you got that reinforcement to the hull. Nothing in like inter- integrally failing. For the vessel, there's no holes that will lead to flooding. However, uh, these nuts is a little beat up, and the sharks are mad and angry. Um, what is the Quackopacus plan? Elodie, you're good at shiny Pokemon. Can you fix that? Uh, what? Uh, what? Um, <laughs> shiny, shiny Pokemon. I pointed the uh, Charpedo all the way in the front. There, is it just one gnawing at it? Oh, no, there's there, seven. There are, like, seven gnawing on the ship. So this is a full-blown problem. The only one we that should... hasn't attacked the ship is the one in the front that is different colored. 
that that's the one we're focused on? Uh, what seems yeah, to be yeah, the maybe. leader? I would like to have Cabbage go for a Dazzling Gleam against the Sharpedoes. Sure. Oh, that's really good. I like that. Um, we that's will say better that, than the bullshit I was planning. We will say that they are <laughs> evenly distributed. So, yeah, we'll say that um, there's one in the front, one in the back, and then three on each side. Uh, this vessel that we are in... What what do we think is the the deck size of these nuts? On the smaller side, because it's a little shit. It is, but it has an under deck as well. I mean, it's not like a rowboat. We're going to say, it's a comfortably fit four of you. We're going to say that it occupies, it's not exactly 20 feet wide, but we'll say 20 feet wide, because looking at like a battle map kind of thing, that's what would make sense to fit all of you on it. And we'll Ooh. say that it is... 30 or 35 feet long. What do you guys prefer? Is these nuts long or short? Hmm. How big are these nuts? <laughs> we going for girth or length? <laughs> length. We already, already did. 20 feet yeah. wide. Yeah, we've established girth. Oh, right. True. Sorry. Yeah, I say length. We'll be a shower, okay, not a grower. <laughs> yeah, I agree. 25. So 25 by 20? That's a... I that's thought it was 30. 35. Yeah, that's better. Five. I didn't... I'm, I'm having trouble hearing you. Maybe I'm just uh, not listening well. 35. 35 by 20. That works. Yes. Chonky boy, but not like weirdly chonky. Just a, a good... And it's closer to 15, 16, 17 wide, but just for the purposes of a map, we'll call it 20. Okay. Okay, great. Based okay, on cool. this quick doodle that I've done, there's shark in the front, shark in the back, three on each side. Um, you could target uh, either two if you wanted to go for a bow or stern one or if you are attacking port or starboard you could hit three yeah we'll go for it we're going for uh qual quantity here uh we'll attack three okay um, can i do a poison gas on the other side of the ship it might be initiative time i think okay let's jump into it gamers gaming gamers what is um initiative based on dex. Dex? Dex, dex it's a seven okay 14. Nice. Dirty 20. Elodie's raring to go. Get me in there. Put me in there, coach. Gimli? I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't know where the country accent um, from. I'm <laughs> it's when you're on the sea, the country comes out. 15. <laughs> Wait, we all have to use pirate accents. Arr. You do. That is. Matey, prepare for battle. He's not. Prepare for battle, matey. Great. Uh. <laughs> sorry, Schmidt. What'd you get? 14? Yeah. Okay. I would just like it to be on the record that it, what the these nuts joke wasn't me this time. Yeah, it was somebody else wasn't. decided yeah. to name it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cindy gets to take credit for that one. Yeah. Okay. It's a I good just name. wanted it to be on the record. Good name for a ship. Okay, so the way that this turned out, it is actually Elodie's turn anyways. So are you attacking the port hey. sharks or the starboard sharks? Let's go starboard, baby. Okay. Do you know what direction that is? Um, it's okay if you don't. I I think it's right. It is. Do you want to know my mnemonic for that? Yeah, I would. I would actually like to know that, please. It's because all starfish are right-handed. That's my little I... trick. That's my. That's my little Don't thing. You know. Know if that's true, but I'm gonna believe you on well, that. Well, you can't determine which yeah, of a starfish's not. hand is right because they're stars. So they don't have hands. <laughs> There's that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yes, the starboard side. Uh, roll me a dazzling gleam, or no? They save, right? 
Uh, yes. Uh, yes. What's the 16 save? 16 charisma. Charisma? Why did I give you charisma. that attack for sharks? Oh, God. They're not charismatic <laughs> at all. Uh, <laughs> fail. Pass? Fail. Uh, one was a nat one, so that's a um, Fabulous. Also, if they fail by five or more, they're blinded for a round. Um, the one, the one that wasn't a crit, I did not fail by five or more. They were close. So the crit one is gonna get fucked up, and the other ones are just gonna be chilling. That's a KO. This. Okay, so I will roll damage, and then we just add like the um the highest damage for the one that got crit. Correct. The crit is going to take... No, so the crit gets by default the maximum damage possible, and then you add what you roll on top of that. Right. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, we rolling. Oh, and this is a super effective. It is. So that's double the dice? Correct. Cabbage is out here right now. Cabbage is out here. All right. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry to these Sharpedos. They're goners. The rolls came out to a total of 50. Nice. And then... What's your so default 48, max damage? 48 plus 7. So that's 8 times 4. 39? No. 30, 39. 39. Okay. 50, so that'd be 89 damage to the crit, critical-hitted Sharpedo. Yeah. He's blinded. Okay, absolutely. He's still alive. Cabbage releases fairy lights from her creamy body and they bombard the sharks one of them feels particularly bombarded and uh their eyes go crisscross for this to you know make sense in this combat they all just finished attacking the ship so they're all kind of like um gnawing on wood and armor kind of and they're all kind of facing the ship while they're zooming so they all saw the the dazzling lights and one of them got particularly messed up and he's he starts to like swim away and then lets out a kind of sound and charges forward to in like a marco polo kind of sense because the other sharks are like and he's like and uh, they're communicating to help stay on track but he is blinded for a round um nice swing from cabbage anything else reality i will take out key lime for my action okay key lime comes out Little robo, never been on the ocean before. What will Key Lime do? We'll find out next time. True facts. Gimli, you're next. You were just pulling on the on the sails. What is Gimli's course of action here in this shark scenario? Mm, guess I gotta pull out somebody. Who do I want to bring? I mean, you don't have to. There could be alternatives. I don't know. I'm trying to think what alternative. Yeah. You just punch a shark, you know? <laughs> just... Kimly dives into the water. Uh, The port and starboard ones are close enough because they were just chewing on the ship. Oh. Oh, yeah. This is a pretty low ship, huh? Yeah. True. Pick one up and throw it. (laughs) I do want to take a shark and throw it at the other sharks. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Uh, It won't be easy, but it is possible. Do you choose a port or starboard shark? Um, Port. Okay, there's three of them. Uh-huh. Uh, like, we'll say one, two, three, north to south. Which one do you want to try and pick up? I want to take the the north one and swing it into the other two. Okay, I want to say this will be hard. And you could also provoke an opportunity attack. I uh, just want to make sure. sure you're familiar with the terms here. That's fine. Okay. Um, You said the topmost shark, right? Yeah. Okay. 
I can't see a way to flavor this as strength for you. I'm going to have to make it dex. So make a DC 14 dexterity check to pick up the shark. 15. Oh my God, he did it. The mad lad. Yeah. Um, Gimli is aware of the shark attack based on the boat rocking back and forth. He runs to the port side, sticks his hands in the water and pulls out a shark. What will he do with the shark? I'm going to swing into the other two sharks. <laughs> Great. Um, this can be strength. Um, we'll say this is... Yeah, it's more fun if you roll to hit rather than make it a save. We'll just say you. it'll work for both. Um, yeah, roll to hit them with the shark. Uh, uh, 21 to hit. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, do you have any flavor for throwing the shark at the sharks? Or is it just as simple as it sounds? You're using it like a, like a, it's like a sharpedo, right? Yeah. So I'm using it like a club. I'm just out of by the fin, teeth out, just swinging at the other two. Oh, you're holding, oh, you're batting at them. Yeah, I'm just using oh, it like a club. I thought you were throwing them. Wow. Okay. No. That's sick. Um, <laughs> this sharpedo does not love that, uh, but it is effective. Um, that makes even more sense. Their armor class is 15. So I will give you what's, if you're using a shark as an improvised weapon, what bonus should you get? I'm going to say five. Give yourself a plus five bonus for armor class 15 to hit. We'll give you a multi tech. Why not? Because it's cool uh, for both of the sharks. Roll to hit. I did. I got a, oh, I got a 21 to swing. Yeah. Oh, okay. And since we're using it as a club, roll another one for the other shark. Oh, okay. okay. I was picturing a throw, but now it's a, it's a weapon. So. Oh, okay. Okay. I got a 22 to hit the other shark. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Great. Roll. I'll just give you one of their attacks and do typeless damage. So roll okay. uh, 6d6 plus, f- uh, it's not your attack, uh, plus 3. 66 plus 3. 25 damage. Okay, great. We'll just make it 25 for each. Also, we will do half of that to the shark that you're holding. Nice. Great. Gimli does exactly as described. Picks a shark out of the sea, bashes other sharks with it. They are <laughs> upset. They are frustrated. Um, we're going to consider the shark that's being used as a weapon as being grappled. It will try to break free, um, next at the start of its next turn, which okay. is at the top of initiative. So just keep that in mind. Uh, great. Anything else for Gimli here? No, I'm good. <laughs> okay, great. Love it. Uh, Schmidt, you're up. So who's left on the boat? Uh, everyone. Or Yeah, we're still on the boat, bud. All the sharks are still attached to the boat? or Oh, no, sorry. So the port and starboard sharks, there's three on each side. They're all pretty close to the boat. There's a stern shark and a bow shark, and they're a little more further away. They're, we're going to say they're 15 feet out. Okay, so nobody's munching at the moment. Not the moment. I don't have much I can do in this situation. You can just throw out a, a random check, maybe, if you don't have a plan. Or you can, you know, take your time, come up with something, too. Yeah, they're all just like at range, just kind of the issue. The ones on the sides are effectively melee range. They're like five feet, right? I have an idea. It's really risky. I, I don't love risk. Let's hear it. No, I think I'm just going to hold my action. Okay. I will let you hold your action. Just for fun, give me a d20. I won't count this towards your turn economy. Eight. Eight. Okay. Noted. Uh, very well. You may interject whenever until it is your turn again um, to use an action. Cindy, what are you doing? Um, I am going to have Izzy 
on the side of the boat that uh, I guess Elodie attacked with the dazzling gleam mm-hmm. and have Izzy like throw some poison gas into the uh, like over the edge and towards the water. That makes sense instead of like getting poison gas on the boat. Sure. Try and like direct it down because it's technically a radius. Yeah. Over which edge of the ship? The starboard side. Oh, okay. Where right Elodie dazzling gleamed. Perfect. Yeah, you can totally do that. Just kind of drop down some poison gas. Yes. Cool. Um, so the pr- the DC properties. Con save. Okay. Yeah, the properties of the gas, just so you know, and for flavor, it's denser than air, but not as dense as water. So it'll kind of linger on the top of the water, and uh, your attack logically will be successful in this scenario. Just so. Okay. What was the DC again? Uh, DC twelve con save. Three sharks rolling for con. Pass, uh, fail, and fail. Please roll for damage and describe the effects. I believe they take full damage. If they fail, they get poisoned. Great. So that is nine damage for all of them, unless they resist poison. I don't know. They do not, in fact. Okay. And uh, yeah, they all take a good chunk of poison damage, and the centermost and sternmost sharks on the starboard side are not poisoned way to go they kind of like cough and hack and they're like and they are uh ferocious and angry uh very good for cindy anything else for cindy's turn oh i do still have um solely out what can solely do this might be a little bit of a weird one so i know baby doll eyes is supposed to be like a reaction correct but can I use uh, have solely use baby doll eyes to like charm the shiny one that's like a leader? Hmm. <laughs> the issue with that is that it's not looking at you. Um, hmm. I'm not one to say no to creative ideas. If you can somehow get the shark to look at you, I'll make it happen. But just physically, this isn't won't be successful in the way that this combat is currently lined out if that makes sense okay maybe solely can like roar not the move but like make the noise like (laughs) maybe it'll look back to gather attention yes yeah sure um solely can definitely do that i'm wondering what kind of check that would be i I almost want to call it like pokemon handling but you could also flavor it as maybe intimidation although that probably yeah just make it make it a charisma check why not? Uh, that's an eight, a 19. 19. That will succeed. Um, Solo lets out a rather threatening roar, uh, particularly northwards towards the bow side of the ship. Uh, and it does gather the attention of the northernmost torpedo. Uh, and it kind of turns one of its eyes uh, towards Cindy and Soli. And Soli's going to look real cute and use baby doll eyes. As a reaction. Sure. We'll plug that in. Why not? Yeah. Um, and that automatically succeeds, right? Uh, Yes. Okay, we will allow it. Um, the frontmost shark is somewhat charmed, and if it attempts something, it may not go the way it wants it to. That's it for Cindy? Yep. Time for the sharks. Uh, the sharpedos somehow communicate to each other in the water. Who knows how? Not me. I'm not a shark, but they know how, and they are doing it very successfully. They coordinate an attack between all seven non-shiny sharpedos, to attack one Pokemon, and that Pokemon is Cabbage. Um, what is Cabbage's armor class? Um, 16? 
Okay. Cool. Let's see how many of them hit. I think also the one that Gimli's holding, unless he made the check. Oh, true. True, 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 true. I did say at the start of his turn he would try and break three, but break free. Um, so maybe we'll do that first. Uh, opposing strength check. Sharpedo versus Gimli. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Uh, they got a natural 20. Oh, Uh-oh. I didn't. That'll be hard to beat. Yeah, I didn't beat that. <laughs> um, so at the start of their turn, the, the call is somehow communicated, whether it's through a gnashing of teeth or telepathically or something um, for the sharks to coordinate an attack. Uh, the shark that Gimli was holding uh, wriggles free rather than deciding to attack Gimli. It's going to heed the call of its brethren and uh, leap towards cabbage. Um, all but one of the sharks were able to successfully land an attack on new cabbage, gnashing their teeth, pulsing through their teeth, um, sharp water. If that makes any sort of sense, like they line their teeth with water and they leap out of the sea, and the one leaps out of Gimli's hands, and uh, six incoming attacks to Cabbage. One moment. It's a lot of math. I'm scared. <laughs> I am also scared. This is the most dice I've ever rolled for an attack. Oh, God. <laughs> no! Um, one by one, they leap out of the water and chomp onto Cabbage, dealing a total of 160 points of water type damage into cabbage in a multi-attack cabbage has fainted cabbage has fainted a ruthless shark attack that not many can withstand what's cabbage's base hp 123 okay she's she's not dead we're fine (laughs) okay okay the one that missed take a nap the one that missed yeah she just needs a little nappy time the one that missed was the blinded one. Just couldn't figure it out. Just, you know, heated the call and then just kind of bonked headfirst into the ship. And uh, Everyone bite them! Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it is clear that these sharks mean business. For what reason are they mad at these nuts and the Quacko Paco? We may never know, but their onslaught... Maybe someone flamethrower them unprovoked. Their onslaught continues. Uh, it is now Elodie's turn. Fabulous! I'm starting to wonder if perhaps this encounter is worth it because that was a lot of damage. Admittedly I, I, targeted. They rolled well. What were you saying? I don't think it was worth it to begin with, but here yeah, we are dealing with it. Somebody here started it, so. That is true. Somebody here started it. True. I won't name names, though. Are they now all sort of centralized in one area? They've reformed to their position. Some of them may have swapped as they leaped over the ship mm-hmm. to gnaw in the cabbage, um, but they are still in the same formation. One in the front, one in the back, three on each side. Can I? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can do it. You've been holding you your action, so. Yeah. yeah um, I guess this would be kind of more reactionary. Like, the ones that are trying to jump back across the ship, mm-hmm. can I have Quacko, like, try to leaf blade one of those? Because you're holding your action, I will allow it. Absolutely. Okay. Because uh, we can say that you did that as they were doing that. So you want a leaf blade? You're going just for one of them? Yeah. I guess that's the only reasonable way to do it when there's chaotic six sharks, seven sharks <laughs> jumping across the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess it doesn't make sense for you to target one, but I will choose one. Or you know what? We'll we'll let you. We'll just say I'll I'll assign each p values to their positions between the three on the on each side and then one in the back. Do you have one preference that you'd want to get rid of? I don't really have a preference. 
Okay, we'll just let it swing then. I'll put it in Is a. Is there one that already has damage on it? Yes, they actually all have damage on them, except for the one in the back. Okay, who's the most fucked up? Uh, the blinded one, who is Starbird on the bottom. Okay. In I fact, don't want that one. I sorry. One that, that okay, you know what? That that works because they failed their attack, so they probably flailed in the air for a little bit because they couldn't get to Cabbage. So that makes that works perfectly. Okay. Um, they were blinded at the time, so I will give you advantage to hit. Okay, so with the Leaf Blade and Leak stack, that's only nineteen to crit, or is that eighteen? That's eighteen. Okay, I rolled an 18 on the dice. Perfect. Um, so that's that, a crit. That sure is a crit. That's a super effective crit. That is. Um, what's the damage formula? Uh, 3d8 plus 4. There is no world where this Sharpedo will not faint, so you don't need to roll damage unless you want to. Uh, no, I'm good. Okay, great. Um, the previously blinded Sharpedo uh, is knocked out. You've removed one of them. Nice job. As Quacko slices through with the leaf blade for the one whose eyes went uh, askew from the dazzling gleam earlier, and it plops into the water and it does not keep up. It just floats there. Nicely done. Uh, that and you'll still get your turn as normal. Did you have a bonus action or anything? Uh, not really. No. Okay, we will return to Elodie. Hello, Elodie. Hi. How's it going? Can I have Key Lime mimic dazzling gleam? The move is Mimic, correct? Yes. Yes, that is an action, I believe, right? Right. Um, If you didn't automatically return Cabbage to her Pokeball, then I will say yes, which is fine because you can just do that now that it's your turn. If you had this intention in mind, it would work. So yes, I will say yes. Okay. Let me give you a damage formula for Key Lime. It's probably different. I'm wondering if this was worth it because her stats are different. Um, Key Lime's damage will be... Uh, 2d8 plus 6. The same as Psycho Cut, but ranged and multi-hit. And the, the DC is 14. That's fine. Actually, I mean, they're not very charismatic, so it's probably not a huge deal. So, did we decide whether or not I can then use it, or it would just Mimic just mimics it, and I'm done with, with that move? Mimic is just Mimic, unfortunately. Okay. Copycat you get to use right away because it's, like, more committal, kind of? Right. I don't know. Perfect. Segway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... So Aubergine, I think, uh, still being in Elodie's bag. Yeah. Does that count as her, like, being out? Like, would I need an action to bring her out? Uh, sure, we can. She'll be there. Elodie won't be able to do anything okay. this turn herself, but uh, yes, we can allow that. Can I then copycat um, Dazzling Glean with Aubergine? Granted, you are targeting Cabbage still, yes. Okay. Because otherwise you would copycat mimic, which is just complicated. <laughs> copycat mimic, which yeah. mimics um, <laughs> dazzling, dazzling game. No. Okay. Um, yeah, no, you can do that. I, I'll target cabbage. Okay, cool. Okay, give me a second to generate another formula. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's totally fine. It's a cool mechanic, uh, but I'm yeah. triple dazzling gleaming. Yeah. I'm getting crazy. Oh my god. LD's on another level here. Um, it's the same DC. I can just use that. The damage is actually pretty good. It's two D eight plus three, so it's really not okay. bad. For a baby, pretty good. Yeah. All right. So I will go ahead then and have Aubergine use that uh, that copycat. Okay. So they will need to make that save. Okay. And as to, uh, this is the starboard side, correct? Starboard. Yeah, we'll go starboard side again. You guys will not forget these nautical directions now that we have combat. 
<laughs> they are ingrained. My my goal is, of this campaign is achieved. This is all I wanted was for you guys to learn these. <laughs> um, Pirate episode real? <laughs> Seriously, Starboard Shark one failed. Starboard Shark two passed. Uh, let's roll some damage. Let's see it. That will do twenty three damage. Nice, a good hit. Did he? Did he fail by more than five? Uh, the one that failed did, yes. Ooh, blinded. Let me do Ooh. some math. Yeah. Aubergine uh, witnessing Keylime mimic, literally mimic the attack uh, that Cabbage just used before Cabbage unfortunately fainted. Aubergine was like, I'm going to copy it too. It was great. Uh, Aubergine does a little flip, as copycatters do, and it fires off shimmering gleams from its body. A technique it didn't know it was capable of. Uh, it fires off into the remaining two sharks on the starboard side, um, hitting both of them for super effective fairy type damage and even knocking one of them out. Uh, it floats away oh! into the water and Aubergine feels very uh, proud of her achievements and begins to evolve. Uh, and <gasps> Let's go! Aubergine uh, glows a brilliant white light and emerges from the other side a larger, fiercer, more sneaky looking cat named Lipard. So congratulations. No more cat in the bag. Unless I get a really bag, big cats out of the bag. bag. <laughs> cats out of the cats bag. Cats out of the bag. That'd be uh, a good name, name for episode? this episode. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's, uh, all it took was D's nuts to get the cat out of the bag. Got him. Um, anything else for Elodie's turn? No, that will be all. Good turn. Way to go. I mean, you did lose cabbage, but, uh, you know. Oh, wait. Actually, real quick. Yeah. Because it is a bonus action. Can I party time somebody? Who wants a party time? Sure. You should give it to one of the sharks. <laughs> um, no. Um, I can... What is I the party it, time bonus? Uh, 1d8. To Use whenever you want. Damage or... If you want. Okay. I got some horseshit cooking if you want to throw it on me. Sure. I'll lay it on you. Onto Schmidt or onto a Pokemon? Would you prefer? Uh, I would prefer a Pokemon. Okay, well, then I will lay it on either... Paco. Okay, that works. Question mark. Yeah, that works. We'll lay it on Paco. You do that. Uh, just for flavor, what is the nature of this inspiration? Question. Um, I think Aubergine and Keylime are going to synchronize their moves, um, as they they were both sort of trying to do the same thing there, uh, in perhaps sort of a dancing fashion, uh. In a way that hopefully Quacko will enjoy. Ooh, does that proc dancer in some way? Mm-hmm. Jessica can get a, a D four minus one of inspiration. We'll say for okay. herself. Mm-hmm. For, we'll allow it. <laughs> Perfect. They're dancing. They're dancing. They're dancing. Yeah, it's successful. It all. I mean, bardic inspiration always works. But or should I say, Elodie's party time? But yeah, nicely done. Fabulous. That's it for Ellie. Gimli, you're up. Um, the shark wriggled out out of your hands, unfortunately. Um, but here you are. <laughs> Grab the shiny one. Yeah. How's the How's the proximity looking to Tell these me? sharks right now? Um, bow and aft are 15 feet, and the port and starboard are like melee range. There are two sharks on the starboard side. Or sorry, one. There's one shark on the starboard side now. Three port, one bow, one stern. Who do I want to smack in the? Or can I just yeet something? Uh, Bregolad to copy 
copy. <laughs> to copy the copy the copy. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, we could do that. That would be your full action economy, but you can do it. Yeah, I will actually take that full action economy for <laughs> okay. being allowed to copycat the copycat of the copycat. Of oh, me. God. The cat is truly out of the bag. Gleaming. <laughs> There's so many cats out of the bag. Um, give me a second. Bregolad's need to get my story straight. Oh, it doesn't work well on Bregolad. Getting higher than the Empire State. Just across the bar. We really do just need to sink. We need to get this is the episode. We're all fighting sharks. What is Bregolad's Dex and Charisma scores? Uh, Dex is 8, Charisma's 10. Okay, I just want to double check. Um, those are the two stats that Dazzling Gleam utilizes, and those are both pretty bad. Uh, but it's a super effective attack that hits multiple, so why not? Um, your sure. your DC for them is 12, Charisma, yeah. and your damage is 4d6 with no bonuses. Could be worse. It will be super effective, so that's 8d6. You know, that's not bad. That's so true. Yeah. Um, so which side are you targeting? Port or Starboard or Sterner Bow? What has the most? Uh, port port has three sharks or you could target the oh. northernmost port shark and the leader i called them the leader cats out of the back sorry guys <laughs> no way um i'll target the three okay um they are rolling dc 12 charisma pass pass they meet they all pass unfortunately but you do get that 46 oh 86 damage uh 29 damage 29 pretty good worth it very worth Definitely. it that's a significant amount of damage. Um, Doing a dance. Yeah. Suwudo, as is tradition, uh, does a whole ass flip, uh, rocking these nuts a little bit, and lands and shoots out sparkling lights from his hands slash branches, and they all dazzle the sharks. They seem like they were more uh, prepared for it this time around, but they all take a good chunk of damage. Um, it looks like one or two of them is pretty beat up, and that should be everything for Gimli. We're back to Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Schmidt's been Sick. cooking. Yeah, I've been cooking. Remind me positioning of everything again. Sure. There's one front, three behind us? There's one front, one back, one starboard in the middle of the ship, and then three port. Okay. So on the port side, mm-hmm. um, you know how Hurricane in the games, it's like a tornado that just like appears on top of them? Yeah. Can I tornado, can I hurricane them to knock them up? And then while they are knocked out of the water, have Quacko Leaf Blade one of them. Mm, so you're targeting the hurricane into the water? Yeah, just to kind of like knock them out of the water. Okay. Um, so we can do it. Yes, we will definitely let that happen. Um, we can do it as it is crowd control and damage, and then the DC will go up. Or we can just do crowd control, and the DC will stay the same. They have to make the save. Correct. So I can't Elodie's party time anything with that. Uh, or the discount party time <laughs> um, I could throw it on damage uh, I want to find a way that makes sense that you could give it to that um, maybe like subtract the d4 from their roll for the save just roll the d4 and tell me what it is that's a 3 okay perfect I'll subtract so minus a- 1 would be a 2 yeah. yes I'll, I'll do that that's perfect I'll subtract 1 from each of their saves does that work because it's like yeah okay the DC seventeen, so DC sixteen now. Yes, uh, is it Dex? Okay, uh, I think it is. This. Strength save. Strength save. Okay. Yep. Um, rolling for each shark. 
for a DC 16 strength save. Um, that's a fail on the first one. That's a fail on the second one. That's if a, they fail by five or more, they're confused. And if they fail by 10 or more, they are knocked prone. Uh, I don't know how prone works in the ocean, but yeah, true. I don't know, but it won't matter. Um, the first one failed by five or more. The second one failed. It got very close to the save. And then the third one passed. And that's from North to South order. Or should I say bow to stern? Okay. So two got knocked up. One is confused. Correct. Yeah. The, this, the stern most one did not get knocked up, but okay. it, it did take damage. Okay. Can I have the one that did not get confused? Quacko leaf blade that one. Yes. The middle one. Go for it. 16. Uh, 16 hit. does break the armor class. Fuck yeah, let's go. 23. Nice. Grass type damage. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what you needed. Um, the middle Sharpedo on the port side gets knocked out from the sick combo of Jessica swirling her wings around to uh, throw two of the sharks up in the air. Quacko sees the opportunity to slice one with his leaf blade. Um, it gets knocked probably 20, 30 feet out in the ocean and then flops in the water and floats there as the ship zooms by this 45 mile per hour combat. Um, almost half of the sharks have been eliminated. Does Schmidt have any additional flavor or anything he wants to do? Nope. Nicely done. Captain of these nuts. Uh, Cindy, you are up. Don't say it like that. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> what do you want? Captain of my nuts. <laughs> True. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't want that. <laughs> That's too much responsibility. Um, who who sharks are left? Uh, leader bow, two port, one uh, starboard, one stern. The stern one hasn't received, or the stern and bow ones have not received any damage. Um, one of the port ones is also confused. Correct. The northern the the bowmost port one is confused. Okay. How far away is Leader? 15 feet off of the f- front of the ship. Okay, so a dark pulse would hit. You could, correct. We're going to go for a dark pulse. Okay. From Soli. What's the means of that? Is that a save or a roll to hit? I am rolling to hit. Okay. That is a nat 20. That's a critical hit. Um, That will, in fact, hit. Uh, um, Also, it flinches. It so does, leader, in fact, flinch. Leader flinches. That's a good thing. Um, I don't want to kill it though. Uh, it's it's going out of here. Well. You can choose to knock it out, I think, right? Uh, and then just catch it like once it's knocked out. I don't. Think they they have to be conscious. However, out. you can. Oh, okay. Two things here. Two things. Um, you can say that you are having. I forget the word. The D and D term. Non lethal like damage. Non lethal, like a restrained blow, kind of. Additionally, right. even though this is a crit, this is resisted. So. Uh, okay. It's not a ton of damage. And this is definitely the most powerful looking member. Okay. Well, let's see what the damage is and go from there. Yeah. So you'll have your dice and then that will be the okay. the crit damage and then you'll roll to hit. Or, or sorry, okay. then you'll roll damage but half. So. so that's 22 damage. Nice. And a flinch, which is very valuable. And a flinch. Yeah. So it's not knocked out. It's just. Um, it is not even close, actually. Okay. Very good. Anything else for Cindy? Izzy is also out. Mm-hmm. So let's see what Izzy can do. Let's do like the poison gas off the front of the ship. It is a um, mechanically. Radius. I I don't want to be 
naysayer, and I'm often not. Mm -hmm. But based on the... Is he too far away to move? No. Based on the speed of the ship, I mean, I'm not a physicist, but if you're firing, Mm -hmm. like, a dense gas at a target 15 feet away... behind. Okay. I don't think... It wouldn't connect with them, and it would just blow back in your face. On the sides, it works, but I don't think Mm -hmm. you can do it forwards, unfortunately. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. correct. Please don't try. Okay, but we got smog, which is a 10-foot... Cloud that I could put forty feet away. You could. It would appear there. It would probably, if you do it in front of the ship, it will blow back towards the ship. Please don't hurt us. Okay, Okay, let's do, let's do a smog off the side of the ship with the most sharks. So is that port? That is port. Look at you guys using the directions. Ah, this is so satisfying. So, we'll smog the port side. So it's a ten foot cloud. Yeah. And it'll drift, because it won't sink into the water. It'll stay on top, so you can hit both of them. No okay. problem. Um, any creature that starts their turn must succeed on a con save. They won't be starting their turns there, but you can just use it as an attack if you want. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's a DC 12 con save. Great. Uh, shark number one. Fails. Shark number two. Fails. They both fail. Did they? Did anybody fail by five or more? Uh, they both failed by five or more. Great, they're both poisoned. Wow, um, <laughs> we have three poison sharks. That's great, because the one on the starboard side is yeah. also poisoned. Ten damage. Nice. All right. Yeah, a successful poison type attack from Izzy, uh, poisoning many of the sharks. They are all starting to seem generally concerned as a pack. A um, little less confident. They're not feeling. Uh, too great and while they rely on their leader for instructions the leader has flinched so isn't really able to command anything so they're they're struggling they're having a time anything else for cindy i guess i i'll just like shout at the leader like do you want to be my friend <laughs> uh you're here kitty kittying the leader shark i guess so okay uh you can roll a very high dc charisma check what's your charisma score uh that's a great question Cindy's is plus two. Okay, understood. This is very unlikely. You yeah, will have. Yeah, I got a. What'd you get? I got a fourteen. Okay. Um. Yeah. This shark has no interest in being your friend. Uh. But you have gathered its attention while it is technically flinched. Uh. The sharks are strewn into chaos. They do not have a leader giving commands this turn, so they aren't quite sure what to do. So, as any reasonable sharks would, the four of them that are not the leader just decide to munch on the boat. Uh, they, three of them are poisoned. One of them's confused. We will see how this goes with the armor class of 16. Uh, well, they actually did pretty well despite the circumstances. So the confused one actually hurt themselves in confusion. So they <laughs> are not doing much. Uh, the other three successfully get some noms on. They, they chew on the ship a little bit. Um, they rock the boat dealing a good 30 hit points worth of damage. Um, I think before that, yeah, they did 55. So the ship has taken a total of 85 points of damage, which is pretty significant. Uh, it's still it's still swimming. It's still going. Um, but the wind that Jessica had given earlier is definitely dissipating because Jessica's been doing other wind moves. So um, the ship begins to rock. The Quacko Paco, uh, disoriented and uh, fighting for their lives versus a pack of wild Sharpedo. Will they come out on the other side? We may never know because we will wait until our next session to conclude this combat. 
Hello, and thank you for listening to the 60th episode of Dunsparce and Drampa. If you'd like to get involved with the community, chat with the players and other listeners of the podcast, be sure to join our Discord at discord.gg slash calyrex, that's C-A-L-Y-R-E-X. Extra special thanks to our newest Patreon patrons being B, Brinkia, Blue Bearer, Sad Can, Killer King, and Nicole. This podcast would not be possible without our patrons, so next time you see them, give them an extra special thank you, won't you? As always, you can find all of our links at linktree slash dunsparse. We can't wait for you to join us for our next session. Uh, Schmidt, give me a wisdom check, actually, since you're asking about the gym. Okay. Um, I totally have my dice up, and I am prepared. Uh, I totally have my sheet up, too, so I can add my wisdom modifier. I'm definitely not stalling for time. <laughs> um, even though I had a really pleasant day today. Uh, I have my car towed away. Um, it is at the, the shop right now. That's a plus one sixteen. I, I like I like to imagine that, that story assisted your role. Um, <laughs> that would be good. Schmidt's car got towed, actually. Yeah, it was Schmidt's car that he's had this whole time. Yeah. Well, you had a car this whole time. Uh, no, it's in Johto. <laughs> he got alert. <laughs> they got. Uh, they got towed. No. Uh, Shouldn't have left the cards some there. Some more for legal fun. bullshit I got to deal with. Searching for gilfs. Okay. <laughs> Hot gilfs in your area. Okay. I didn't expect to hear the word gilfs at the Dundra session today. <laughs> <laughs>